G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And it's my privilege to welcome onto the airwaves Charles Newington from Family Voice Australia. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Matt. Good to chat to you. Good to chat to you, mate. And there's been a hot topic uh, in the media in particular in the last few weeks about freedom of speech. But it seems that there's one rule for media and universities and another rule for religion. What's your take on that, mate? Yes, well, I was just reading an article uh, by uh, Simon Benson who was talking about the new uh, Chancellor for Macquarie University, uh, Martin Parkinson, who comes from uh, uh, government bureaucracy. He's a senior bureaucrat. Hey, Charles, could I just jump in there, mate, for a sec? Can can you hear me, Charles? Yes. Yeah, the phone line's actually just a bit scratchy there, mate. I'm not sure if you're on uh, loudspeaker or... Uh, I'm, I'm on. The, uh, let me let me try this. Yep. This, this always happens huh? with phones. Is How, that better? Oh, mate, much better. Fantastic. Uh, okay. Go, right go ahead, Simon Benson. You were mentioning. <laughs> yeah, Simon Parkinson. Yeah, yeah well, well um, Simon Benson's the the journalist, and he was writing about the new uh, Chancellor for Macquarie University, who, in his sort of opening conversation with the media, he he talks about how he's concerned about the the, the stifling of genuine debate on issues like climate change. And uh, he recognises that there's a serious risk to broad the, the broader community if if we're not able to talk freely about something like climate change. If if the if the continued sort of siloed what he calls shouting, uh, you know, the shoutiness uh, continues, then actually society loses out on the benefit of thorough research and the the quest for for truth on critical issues like this or or some of the other social issues. And so it's, it's um, you know, we've had a whole series of these. Of course, lots of people in the universities deny that there is a problem, but, but many people who are coming into the universities from outside, whether they're coming from law or from government or something like that, where they haven't been kind of inside the nursery of the university environment, but they come in as uh, chancellors or senior, uh, senior persons that can see the universities from the outside, they are sort of saying, we really do have a problem there. Well, let's just uh, focus on that word shouty for a moment. I love, I love that expression. And that really is one of the biggest problems in culture in 2019, isn't it? You know, people have lost the capacity for a civilised debate. People have to call people names. They have to shout people down, uh, whether it be on social media or, you know, at rallies. You know, you look at all the protests you're seeing around the place recently, you know. People have... Uh, just it's got to fever pitch, you know. Uh, people have yeah. to, having to share their opinion, where we we can't actually just have a civilized debate about things. Yes, I believe that it reflects uh, a shift in attitudes toward human beings. Actually, that um, that um, the culture no longer values uh, human beings. Um, uh, 
in and of themselves. You know, what we say within the Christian tradition, that uh, that we respect all human beings because we are all made in the image and likeness of God. I love the old rabbis that made the, the comment that when we spit in, well, actually this is, um, um, uh, um, anyway, the, the, the rabbis comment on this. It's uh, old Jewish writings that say that when we spit in the face of man, we spit in the face of God. Mm. Mm. And and that um, what their point is is that 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 the thing that's different about human beings is uh, that, that God invested something in us uh, that He didn't invest in anything else in the creation, and that was He re- He invested the, His own DNA as it were you know this this uh, this moral consciousness the sense of right and wrong uh, and in particular. Uh, the sense of right and wrong when we're dealing with the actual humanity and life of human beings. And that that is the thing that defines us at the very core of our being. And when we start to shout at each other, what we're doing is we're actually saying that we have, uh, we have lost sight of, of, the, of the dignity that we all share as creatures in the image of God. Now, let's uh, just turn our focus on uh, this uh, recent push by the, the mainstream media uh, you know, they've been very concerned that the government is creating a culture of secrecy around national security and other issues. And there's been the AFP raids on journalists that, that have been the touchstone for this matter. Uh, and, you know, I, I remember just seeing recently all the every major newspaper had their front pages blacked out. Exactly, yeah. Uh, the, all the media had interviews about it. There's ads on the television networks about it. You know, it's a it's a big deal. Uh, and, you know, is it something that we need to be speaking up about? What, what are your thoughts on it? I think the, the media has got an important role in, in holding uh, government accountable. Uh, uh, however, w- we mustn't be naive about uh, the political intentions of the media. Mm. It's not as if the media are apolitical. <laughs> you know, um, this is the thing. I think that it's, it's unfortunate the media don't declare their political bias, but I think we're smart enough to know that there is one. Yes. Uh, um, or several. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing about that, however, is that government has this complex balance point between, on the one hand, for national security issues, um, uh, protecting some information, and on the other hand, the tendency to perhaps um, include too much in that uh, in that bag of secrecy. So, so I think this um, this point is is it's important that we have this kind of uh, debate. It's part of a free society, you know, that the media has the freedom to to challenge government. And and the fact is that the media represents citizenry. They represent civil society when they do that. They they're speaking for you and for me. We may not like it uh, in some way, but in other ways, we we all do care about the proper balance between what should be kept secret. Uh, or, or, or and what should be accessible, and so um, let the process let the process roll and, and let the balance uh, let the balance be moved uh, to, to to a fresh uh, a fresh place of um, where it should be. Mm. And you know it's very important point that you raise that uh, a majority of the media uh, is very biased, and you know journalists these days are not just reporters. <laughs> They're very much exactly. torchbearers for their political ideology, you know, whichever exactly. way they, you know. Of course, we've got the, the right-wing media and the left-wing media, you know, and there's, there's a whole bunch in between. Uh, actually, not that much in between anymore from what, what I think about. Uh, but, um, or at the extremes, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting that 
people are being pushed to the margins of either the right or the left these days. There's not that many centrist-focused uh, uh, media. Uh, actually, heard Mandy Warby talking about this on Night Vision the other night. A fascinating discussion, you know. Uh, but I actually think um, it's it's interesting that they're standing up for their rights for free speech, but you don't hear them championing uh, championing you know freedom of religious speech much, do you? <laughs> Uh, no. Um, yes. It's uh, once again, it's a form of self-interest, isn't it? You know that if they're not religious, they don't care. <laughs> mm. uh, and um, I think that uh, it's important for us in, in a situation like this to to help people to remember that the the notion of free speech originated in the in the Christian faith, in mm. the sense that it, the Christian faith championed it. Perhaps we might not like the thought that we coined the phrase, that we made this. The thing up, that's, but nevertheless, the thing is that actually uh, the Christian faith. One of the great things about the Christian faith is that 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 the God uh, and Creator of the universe is 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 the great free spirit, mm. and 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 it's 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 in His DNA, and it's because we because we share His DNA that we have this great hunger for freedom that we that we place such a high value on it. And, uh, and, and Jesus came to make that very clear. And he, but he makes it clear that, that that freedom is cultivated through the truth. And that, that he's not just talking about the, what we might think of as the religious or spiritual truth, but he's talking about the truth uh, in its greatest and widest sense, that, that, um, you know, that science is never helped when the scientific truth is being suppressed. You know, or politics has never helped when the political truth is being suppressed, and that it's always um, the, the role of, of people of good faith to 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 be the kind of curators of this principle of of, of making sure that truth is out because it will out, uh, and uh, the, the, but uh, and there will be always parties in society that will want to suppress the truth, and uh, because of course the truth is dangerous. The truth. Um, if you're on the wrong side of it, 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 it can be it can be it can be dangerous for you. So, the Christian faith in Jesus Himself says, you know, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It sets you free from the from the bigotry, sets you free from the self-interest, from the misconceptions, from the assumptions that are so um, so dangerous to human relationships and to society together in the world. And I think about the writings of Paul on this subject in the in the epistles. You know, he said that. We are free in order that we may exercise that freedom for the greater good rather exactly. than being slaves to our own self-interest. Isn't that right? Yes, that's right. That's, that's what truth is about and what freedom is about. We're not actually looking... Uh, this, this is such a hard thing for, for, for Christians uh, even, is that very often when they think about becoming a Christian, uh, they're unconsciously acting in self-interest because they're afraid of what might happen to them when they die. Mm. You know? Now, in one sense, that's a, you know, that's a very reasonable motivation. Uh, that was my motivation as a child. I remember uh, making a decision to follow Christ because the last thing I wanted to do was go to hell. Um, <laughs> uh, but as your relationship with Christ matures and develops, you realise that that it's a lot more. It's about a lot more than that, and uh, uh, and and that the very spirit that, of God that comes into our lives through faith, uh, that spirit um, makes us rebalances the, the self awareness and the other awareness, and helps us to see that we must exercise self awareness for the common good uh, by identifying with humanity more broadly. 
you know, I've been going through, um, as a family, we've been going through the fact that one of our, our older relatives is, is very infirm. And so it's thrown us into the sort of palliative care type situation. And uh, when you walk through that situation and those wards and you see people at the end of life, um, it, it just, it, it, you know, it moves you in a way uh, um, that that little else does. And, and the fact is, that very often just the way that the hospital system works these days and the healthcare services work these days, often people are removed from the, 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 the essence of our mortality. You know, this, um, and, um, uh, and I think it's such an important thing that we, uh, we recognise that, um, that we, we're, not, we're not islands, we're not in the world for ourselves, uh, but that we will all come to a time when we will desperately need the love and the care of others and that we must live in that light. Mm, that's wonderful. I actually had had a season last year where, or two years ago, where a few people close to us uh, had passed away and uh, a pastor friend that was, you know, encouraging Carol and I in the time, he said, you know, uh, when there's a number of people that pass on close to us, it reminds us of our mortality yeah. and reminds us that we need to make the most of every day, that we need to make the most of our lives, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it seems to be a season that we, we go through, uh, and often it happens in threes, which is a strange thing, isn't it, too? <laughs> mm. But not not in a selfish way. You know, it's not mm. about just making sure that we tick everything off on our bucket list. Yeah. Because actually the business of the most rewarding life is the life of service. Mm. This is the irony, not of self-service, you know, but it's the service of uh, the service of God in the lives of others. It's, it's that's, that's where we get the reward, when we see the fruit of... Um, of um, you know of of genuine love and care in in someone else, and we see them flourish and we see them come into freedom. There's nothing quite like that, uh, you know, watching that in someone else's life. And whereas I think the whole culture and the whole of human nature tends to want it for ourselves. And the irony is that it doesn't come by by self obsession. You know, it comes by the service of God in the lives of others. Mm, that's so good. Well, it's been wonderful to catch up with you today. We've been chatting with Charles Newington from Family Voice Australia. And what's the website if people want to find out more? It's um, familyvoice.org.au. Wonderful. Of course, people can subscribe to your uh, letters, emails, and uh, goodies that you, you you guys send out. And and Charles, just uh, in case people ever want to book someone from Char- uh, from uh, Family Voice Australia, uh, I know yourself and others. You, you have speakers that are representatives yeah, around the nation. Yes, we'd love love to. We've got uh, state directors, and I'm I'm available. I, uh, you know, <laughs> of course, I can't be anywhere and everywhere, <laughs> but I can be here somewhere. And uh, so, um, give me a go. I'd be very happy to come. Mm, wonderful. I know that you've uh, spoken at many churches and conferences, seminars, universities, you know, where, wherever, uh, bar mitzvahs, you know, wherever you're invited, you'll turn up. Eh? <laughs> wonderful. Once again, the website is familyvoice.org.au. Thank you so much, Charles. God bless. Okay, bless you, Carl. Bye-bye. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.